The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my daddy. Niggas been counting me out, I'm counting my bullets, I'm loading my clips, I'm writing down names, I'm making a list, I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit, the real ones been dying, the fake ones is lit, the game is off balance, I'm back on my shit, the Bentley is dirty, my sneakers is dirty, but that's how I like it, you all on my dick, I'm all in my bag, it's hard as it get, I do not store powder, I might take a sip, I might hit the blunt, but I'm liable to trip, I ain't popping no pill, but you do as you wish, I roll with some fiends, I love them to death, I got a few mil, but not all of them rich, what good is the bread if my niggas is broke, what good is first class if my niggas can't that's my next mission. Welcome to episode 89 of The Awakened Soul. This episode is titled The Unruly because we got the unruly creatives in the building. It's myself, Avery, and BJ um, in the discussion topic today. We have a dope and deep discussion. Um, it's really kind of hard to to summarize. Really, you really just have to hear it. It's probably one of the better um, conversations you've heard in the awakened soul to be quite honest just from a standpoint of this open conversation that kind of goes a lot of different places but it's all true to heart <clears throat> you get some uh admissions uh about some things uh but it, it's really a very reflective uh segment that i'm really proud of how it came out an announcement at the end of it so definitely go and stick around and, and listen to that discussion topic. Um, it's right under an hour long. So because of that, we're going to kind of keep everything else a little shorter on this episode. Um, just just for the interest of time, because I really want you guys to take in that conversation and just really enjoy just how dope it is. So for any first time listeners, I am your host. I am CEO Hayes. Um, this is the Awakened Soul podcast, a podcast that's dedicated to making you think, having deeper discussions and topics, um, not always just staying on the surface level. Um, you'll get some uh, popular news uh, items and, and conversations here, but generally uh, our discussion topics are all built around something to really make you think, uh, uh, leave a lot to chew on. So I'm really, really excited to bring you um, this week's episode. Uh, so first time listeners, you can follow us at the awakened soul or at awakened soul pod just depending on what social platform you're looking for us on you can follow me personally at ceo hayes that's ceo h-a-i-z-e you can also call us we do have a voicemail line a text line you can do either of that um it's 614-547-2039 um yeah yeah it's 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 a dope stuff so enough of that we're gonna go ahead and get into the end of mine hayes segment which that's my segment where I talk about some things and news, whatever's going on in my mind at that time. Uh, this week, it's a couple things, only two topics. Not sure how long we'll go. Again, I'm trying to keep everything fairly short here. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into that. We're going to get into our wonderful intro music. And on the other side of that, we're going to be stepping into my dark and twisted mind. Welcome to another edition of the In the Mind of Hayes segment. Uh, the first one that's actually going to be posted 
on the Breaks Media YouTube channel. Um, yeah, uh, my my dog Leo may make an appearance, may not. I don't know. He's he's kind of hovering around the studio. But the first thing that we have to talk about uh, during this segment is update on the Jesse Smollett case. Um, we'll definitely be talking about it as well on the Breaks Radio. So make sure you guys go and you check out uh, the Breaks Radio, which drops every Friday. Uh, you can catch us live on WTMHradio.com. Um, Fridays from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. I try to have the podcast version up by 7 p.m. Eastern if you guys uh, missed the, the live feed. Um, but as far as the Justice Smollett case, so it looks like uh, two brothers were arrested um, in the case. Uh, the cops actually arrested them in Chicago, uh, questioned them. Uh, there was reportedly uh, video footage uh, found of those brothers buying the rope that was ultimately tied around Jesse Smollett's um, neck. You would think that that would be um, an open and shut case then, right? Uh, no, they were actually released after being questioned. Um, and apparently they said that Jesse paid them. Um, to stage this whole thing, which we've all heard since the beginning, uh, it, it's been called a ploy by the left um, because he mentioned MAGA hats and um, turned out to be two actually Nigerian brothers, I believe. So they were colored. Uh, so they weren't actually white. And so this whole thing now is getting real interesting because we're Justice Smollett has hired a defense attorney. Um, he still denies that anything was being was set up. He denies any wrongdoing uh, so far as at least as, as of this recording. Um, so it, it's 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 funny because you would think with the evidence that was found, the cops in in Chicago definitely had to have some evidence that's called into question this whole case. And I'm trying to stay on the facts here, but. Just to think, you find two people, uh, you see evidence of them buying the rope that was tied around his neck, uh, questioned them for hours. They admitted it through suspicion towards Jesse's way. Jesse's way. So what does that say? That makes you think that they gave some damning evidence to make it think, uh, to make it believable that Jesse Smollett may have set this whole thing up. And that's where we get into a problem, because if this is the case, and again, I'm going to keep saying allegedly right now to anything's proven one way or another. But if what's alleged is true and Jesse did set this whole thing up, imagine how much harder it's going to make it for anyone else uh, who's who's gay or homosexual or LBGTQ or black in this case as well. Like, imagine how hard it's going to be when something really does happen to believe them after such a high profile case. If this is ultimately turned out to be a complete setup and false. And that's where it pisses me off, because Everything that people go through, we don't have time uh, for any, you know, shadow of a doubt to be thrown on it. And as sad as it is to say, when cases like this happen, it does make you or make the public hesitant to believe the next time accusations like this come out. And if this is proven to be something that Jesse set up, I fully 100% believe he should be prosecuted to whatever the extent of the law could be. That's my personal belief. If it's found out that he uh, was lying, I'm, I don't really have an opinion right right now, um, a hard one, at least, because uh, just looking at everything, I do think that there there had to be something to make the, the, the cops question it, period, point blank. You don't have a suspect. You don't get the type of evidence they did. You don't question them and then just release them without bail, anything else without something being there to make the cops question this whole thing. 
So um, these actors were actually these these brothers were actually or one of them was actually on Empire before. Uh, Justice Smollett has commented that it, it made it even more disturbing that it, that it could be done by somebody he knew. But again, I go back to them being released. Um, so we're going to keep monitoring it again, like I say, and I will admit, I, I can't say one way or another. My opinion fluctuates between believing them and not believing them. Uh, of course, social media has taken it and run with it, of course, as we, as they always do. Um, but Hey, it is what it is. It, 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 what do you guys feel? I'm asking the listeners, uh, the watchers, what do you guys think? Do you think Jesse Smollett is lying? Do you think this whole thing has been a fabrication? What do you guys believe? Because as it stands right now, I'm leaning towards believing that Jesse was lying, just to be 100% honest. But I can't say that that's wholeheartedly true either. So and keep monitoring it. Uh, like I said, he's hired a defense attorney, which makes it even more questionable, in my opinion. But we'll continue to see. Um, but the next thing that we're going to talk about, and this is the last topic we're actually going to talk about in the Mind of Hay segment. Um, anyone who's watching this. You can go and check out the podcast. It's the Awaken Soul podcast on every podcasting platform. Um, that's for the watchers. Uh, but for the listeners, we're going to go ahead. We're going to keep going. Uh, so the state of emergency declared by Donald Trump. Uh, he he called a state of emergency to get his wall built. And so, um, as we know, the government shutdown was avoided because uh, he signed a $1.3 billion spending deal um, that you know, it has that provisions for the border wall. Um, but in the state of emergency, um, if this is all going through, uh, it will actually redirect $3.6 billion from a military construction fund, $600 million from a Treasury Department drug forfeiture, and $2.5 billion from a Pentagon drug prevention program. So those are what he's using to fund uh this wall, if it can get, if it can go through. And so after this state of emergency, after he addressed everything, he did uh, bring in questioning from the media uh, in which he autom- almost uh, instantly went on the attack. Um, and so, you know, he, he, uh, Jim Acosta, he called fake news from CNN. Um, he mentioned that this will probably go all the way to the su- Supreme court, but he's confident that it will eventually get passed. And uh, he, he even compared it to the travel ban, which only got approved on its third version. So he's obviously in this for the long run. Um, but what I want to address here is a lot of the um, false information that was given. So in this, he did mention how um, most drug trafficking is actually caught um at border patrol, which is actually false, um, or in between border patrol. And that that's, that's false. Uh, most of it is caught by the security that we already have at the border. Um, so you'll see a lot of articles that attack a lot of, and Google it, um, go and Google it. Um, they give a lot of statistics. He even mentioned how, um, there were 20 people shot less than a mile from where he was in Texas. At one point, it was actually over a hundred miles from where he was. So as we see Trump do, he, the, he uses the media and he uses information. He kind of twists it to fit uh, his current agenda agenda and what he's doing. He really uh, it's to appeal to his base. Um, And even there are Republicans who uh, aren't quite in agreement with all this. Um, We'll see how it goes. This whole border thing, ultimately what, what it, what it boils down to to me is he didn't get his fucking way and he's acting like a big ass baby about it. That's my opinion on it. Um, It's silly. 
uh, to redirect this much money. Um, and and basically, what he used is that the spend the the, the spending deal that he'd agreed to. He basically used that to see where the finances were going, and then used that to redirect in his in his state of emergency. So you got to stay aware, people. That's all I'm saying is you got to stay aware. You got to know what's going on. Um, but I want to know, do you guys agree with this border wall? I know most of my audience does not. If you do, I definitely, I would want to hear from you more. So email me, theawakensoulpod at gmail.com. You can also utilize that voicemail, 614-547-2039. You can text as well. Um, but that's it. That's it for the End of Mind of Hayes segment. Like I said, I'm trying to keep everything short because we've got a hell of a show planned. For the watchers on YouTube, you don't want to miss this uh, discussion topic this week with with the Unruly Creative. So make sure you tune in for that. The Awakened Soul Pod, you can catch it on every major podcasting platform. That's it for the Ian Mona Hayes segment. We're going to go ahead. We're going to take a break. When we come back, you're going to be hearing the unpopular opinion from the one and only PYT Honor. Peace. Good morning to y'all. Happy Monday to you. How y'all feeling this morning? It's a brand new week, y'all. Let's set it off with an unpopular opinion. So, y'all. Y'all ever been in a situation where someone passes that's close to you? And the first thing you see is a bunch of people hop on social media sharing pictures and whatnot that don't even belong to them. All of a sudden, everybody's so sad and they got so much to say about their relationship with this person. See, I have an unpopular opinion about those type of people. See, I think those type of people only looking for attention. I think those type of people really don't care very much about the person that passed at all. I think it is some weird, twisted type of association that they're looking for, a little gratification that goes along with the situation. See, people will try to attach themselves to anything, whether it be positive or negative, and most of the time, more negative than positive. It's a couple things that people should get in line with when it comes to decorum and people passing in this new wake of social media. Rule number one. It is absolutely not okay in any circumstances to post the passing of someone's loved one without the first notification coming from the family. I mean, who raised y'all? Where y'all do that at? Don't y'all realize that there's multiple people that have family that live out of state? They may not have been notified in the time it take you to jump on Facebook and decide you so torn apart about this person's passing. And the absolute worst thing you can do, rule number two, do not get underneath somebody's post about somebody passing and ask what happened to the person. Unless you have some miraculous way of raising them from the dead like Lazarus. I mean, does it really matter? That is probably one of the most inconsiderate things you can ever ask or say in the wake of somebody's passing. See, I now realize that people say the stupidest things whenever a loved one has passed. If you don't know what to say, just sit there, shut up, and be quiet. Before you decide to run the social media and post anything regarding the passing of somebody, ask yourself a couple questions. How would I feel if somebody posted this about my mother, my father, my brother, my cousin, my sister? Would I be happy about it? Would I be sad about it? Would I want to wring somebody's goddamn neck for being so insensitive? If the answer to any of those questions is yes, then you should probably take your feelings, put them in your back pocket, and allow the family to grieve. I say all that to say this, y'all. Have some decorum about yourself when you're dealing with the passing of people's loved ones. Because contrary to popular belief, everything don't deserve to be a social media post. And 
that's all I have to say about that. This has been Unpopular Opinion with me, Pyatiana, the Around Intellectual Girl. Follow at Official ATL Girl on all social media outlets and subscribe on YouTube at Around the Lectual Girl. You got unpopular opinions? I want to know like Joe. Send them to AroundTheLectualGirl at gmail.com. I'm serving up hot morning tea seven days a week. You need a morning push? You know where to find me. Happy Monday to you. That was the unpopular opinion from PYT Yana. Make sure you guys go and support her. Her podcast, by the way, has been on point. I had to send her a message uh, myself last week and let her know uh, just how dope it is. So if you love the unpopular opinion, if you love her voice, if you love her style, go and get a full dose of PYT Yana each and every week when she drops her episodes because it's amazing. Go go, go and check her out. That's all I can say. Um, we are, again, we're trying to get... Uh, not rush, but I'm I'm trying to cut out the fluff, so I don't I'm not gonna add much to the unpopular opinion this week. I'm actually we're gonna jump right in to the petty news from the one and only Scoop Grady right after this commercial. I'll see you guys after that. Hey guys, it's your girl back easy. Hi everybody, it's your girl Joanne. Hey guys, it's Trell and this is The, the team. team. And we want to welcome you into our group chat where we talk any and everything from ABCs of sex to finding your passion. Catch us every other Tuesday on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Because we lit. Take that, take that. <laughs> Yo, what up, everybody? Scoop Grady once again with the Petty News Report. What is going on, everybody? We got so much to talk about. Let's get right to it. Shout out to the All-Star Game, y'all. Shout out to Dwayne Wade and Dirt Nowinski, as this will be their last All-Star Game. And Dirt Nowinski came out firing that mug like it was his last. He was shooting like he was buzzing LeBron James' ass in the finals when he was in Miami. But that's a different story. Shout out to those legends, man. They are nothing but legends, man. I wish they could stay longer, but, hey, Dirt Knees is giving up. You saw he could barely get down court, and Dwayne Wade want to make sure he's in his kid's life to watch them grow. You can't do nothing but respect that, and I salute them for that. Next, New York officer is under investigation for allegedly telling officers to shoot rapper 50 Cent on sight. On sight. You want that man dead that bad? I don't think this officer understand that uh, 50 Cent took nine shots and still alive. First of all, like, like really, like, I don't think he understands that. You can't kill 50 Cent. Dude, it went through hell and back. He could tell us what the hell's the devil's skin color is. Now, 50 Cent must really be getting under somebody's skin if they want him killed on sight. This is ridiculous. The only thing I can say about 50 Cent with this one is, Somebody gonna die this is tonight. That's right. And next, DJ Cali posted a picture on Instagram of him at 293 pounds, and he is now 250 pounds. And I gotta be honest, and the damn thing looked different. Now, granted, he did lose weight. That is a guarantee. May have lost neck weight. That's about it. The gut's still there. Like, but, you know, I, hey, salute to DJ Cali. He said, um, they used to call me fat, so now they call me Slim Jim. First of all, ain't nobody call you no damn Slim Jim. And no, you're still a big Texas honey bun, dog. The only thing I'm going to say is, like, he, he's 293 pounds on the once picture, and he's now 240 pounds. So, you do your math. DJ Cali only lost, like, what, 43 pounds in, like, four years, five years? You need to fire your trainer, bro. 
And last but not least, the petty question of the week. If your significant other asks you to do a threesome, do you say yes or hell no? That is the petty question of the week. If your significant other asks you to do a, asks you to have a threesome, do you say yes or hell to the no? And that is all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Awaken Soul. Continue to follow us and make sure you brush your teeth and wash your ass. All right, that was the one and only Scoop Grady with the Petty News, which he's bringing to you each and every week. It's time now to get into the main discussion topic of the day. It's me, BJ from Change the Subject and R2 Cents Pod, and Avery from Soul of a Hustler. This is one of my favorite segments I have ever recorded. Uh, You guys will see why. Uh, You get to know a lot about a lot. I'm just going to leave it at that. Go and check this segment out. We're going to go ahead uh, and get right into it right after this music. I will see you guys on the other side of this. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legal Lies Podcast, a weekly legal podcast. For the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal, and our lovely esteemed moderator Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature, and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey! What? Sometimes people do like the opposites. I was just about to say, uh, I know I sent y'all like three different topics, but I feel like the Steve Harvey thing uh, definitely needs to be discussed if you're up yeah. on it. Oh, yeah. I ain't up on it. <laughs> That's a lie. I ain't up on it. I ain't see that shit. I don't fuck with Steve Harvey. Fuck that nigga. Nah, it's um, it's kind of like to me when I when I first initially heard it, it just validated that women are like completely silenced for like some of the most ridiculous reasons because basically what he said is she been telling the truth from day one Mm -hmm. but you still have to apply these act like a lady think like a man tactics in order for you to be about your business for you to have like relationships and integrity and all these different things like they still tried to like dumb her down and she wasn't she wasn't lying she wasn't fabricating nothing She's just speaking her truth, and she made a valid point. Like, we play this money game, but where's the integrity? There is none. It's none, you know? Yeah. And he's and he's still telling her, like, when it comes up to, when it comes to, like, who she's dealing with, he's still looking at them as, like, superiors, which ultimately they are in the business relationship, but as far as, like, equality purposes or equality stances, how do you go about maintaining integrity when niggas is playing this money shit with you you know what i'm saying so maybe she was entitled to that you know them couple m's for the net the netflix special but niggas is playing the hierarchy game with her so let me ask you this do you think monique ever played the game i don't think she had i don't think she was set up to play the game until now yeah you know what i'm saying because Mm -hmm. before it was like monique just this fat slob who was chasing after this that what I mean, what was the Parkers that I mean, let's keep it real. Like, that's how they was projecting it. Like she was just this fat slob chasing after this highly successful man. And 
He was rejecting her. He was dogging her out. He was like treating her like a pawn. And then finally, at some point when he at his lowest low emotionally or whatever the case was, didn't at some point he fell for? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, but I kind of, wait, did Precious come before the Parkers or after? No, that was after. That was way after, yeah. I feel like she got, that's where they had her play a little fat slob and all of that. But I kind of feel like that, I thought that was going to take her to a a new level because she had like a lot of the whiteies on her and a lot of the white people you know, was watching and all of that. I don't know. For me, I just feel like Monique played the game and just kind of got fucked. But I don't take no advice. What Steve Harvey says is like a grain of salt to me. I don't listen to nothing that motherfucker say. Nothing. Listen, people, P- Steve Harvey is the biggest con man. Like, he, he's yes. basically made the whole second half of his career conning and playing off women's insecurities and women ate it up because they felt like oh man is finally saying the things that we want to hear when he was really a dog ass dude himself like you heard the stories yeah, from his former wife shit. like it's funny that he's selling all these think like a man and all and everything like this while you're still you treating the, the woman close to you like like complete bullshit like steve harvey harvey played women like he played women's insecurities against them to have to into his talk show into his radio show he knew what the hell he was doing and the irony the irony to me is the problem is that not only is he saying like you know he's kind of like dumbing down the woman's struggle and telling them how they need to apply these male tactics in order for them to succeed in whatever regard they, you know, strive to win in, whether it's in like relationships, corporate, whatever the case is. But men don't even think like men. Like we're not trying to protect women in these situations where we have this power and entertainment and in sports and in whatever business, we're not exercising our strength as far as like helping them afford the opportunities to let their voices be heard. We not projecting that, okay, yeah, my sister is going against Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, whatever, but she has some valid points. Let me orchestrate this sit down. It wasn't until it got to like the like the pinnacle or the the boiling point that he decided, okay, well let me mediate this thing. And he admitted it. Like I needed to step up a lot sooner. And that's fucked up. You know, because She's been telling the truth for months and we looking at her like she crazy. And that typically happens in every like facet. When people are saying real shit, the fakers and the liars be looking like like the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like they be looking at you like, oh, this motherfucker crazy for saying this or this person is crazy for saying that when the truth is sometimes unreal to people. Yeah. Yeah, but I, you know, the crazy thing to me about Steve Harvey is I think all this shit he be talking about, think like a man and all that other shit, everything that he talks about, his wife applied to his motherfucking monkey ass. She did all that shit to him. <laughs> now, that's the thoroughbred right there. His wife, Marjorie, applied all that shit to him. And watch, when she leave him for the next hot thing, what he gonna do? I mean, what he already, do? I mean, he already has the, uh, he has the bait already set up. Like, that's really everything that he does for publicity and marketing is to set him up for the possibility that he loses out on another woman and has to regroup his whole shit again. He's set up for that. He's not going to, like, be single long. He's not going to struggle for, you no know, dating woes like, like us regular people. He's going to be right back in the game. It's already pretty much formatted for him to do that. Who the fuck wants Steve Harvey? I, I don't. Yeah, Who you don't. Want him? <laughs> Nobody want that motherfucker. Don't nobody want him. 
I think people are starting to get hip to Steve Harvey. And I think this like this is gonna be the icing on the cake for a lot of it because he basically admitted to doing exactly what held us back for so long. That whole get along to get along thing. Um but it, and it and it's crazy because people look at Steve Harvey in such a high light, and it's like Who? he just completely ninety percent of black women for for at least the last eight years have you wildin' Hayes. No, ninety percent of I'm not gonna let you sit up here and say that ninety percent of black women do not look up to no fucking Steve Harvey. No, nah, well, you you uh, telling me you telling me when the Think Like a Man book came out and every woman was sharing it and saying, oh, we we need to go read this. Everyone go read like. They weren't looking up to him then, like they. And then they read it, and they saw the niggas still left him, and then they threw it in the trash, and they stopped listening to that motherfucker. But shit, that's the way of the world. Like I even bought the book. Shit, I'm like, shut your mouth, shut your mouth. No bullshit, no bullshit. Why did you buy the book, BJ? Why did you buy the book? Because I was trying to finesse hoes. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) but see, shit. But that's 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 all it did. Like really, it. That book was the biggest load of crap because all it did, men already thought like that. So now, now we, now we know you think you know the game. So we are gonna switch it up on you. Like Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. I know I don't got these kings that I'm on the f- no, younger, younger, not, not now, did, younger. You, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. That was a, that was like a lot more younger in mind state than now. But like when it came to like him, um, when Tyrese had his moment when. Like, especially when he grouped himself with Rev Run, like, I, I think that Rev Run kind of validated some of even Tyrese's fuck shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, it was these moments where the men were, like, stepping up to, like, advocate morality and integrity in some dimensions, but they weren't clear as to where these, like, ideals came from. Like, I would respect you more if, as a man, as Steve Harvey, if you had to say, look, I had some missteps with my first wife. Mm-hmm. I had to regroup, figure things out, get myself back into, you know, my godly position or whatever your, like, reason was. And then you apply, okay, but well, this is what I came up with. This book yeah. is talking about my errors, my mistakes. He yeah. didn't put his, he didn't put himself on the front line when he did that. Mm-hmm. He just, like... Basically saying, y'all need to get y'all shit together because niggas is tired of, you know, dealing with these different issues with women. And really, it's them dealing with the issues with us. That's and 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 he used his his ex-wife as the example. And for right. example, my bitch-ass wife trying to take all my money. I'm going to show her. Mm-hmm. Mm, I can't believe y'all don't read that book. I, read mm. I didn't that say, book. Uh, hold on, hold on. I, did, I didn't read it. You had it, though. You know too much about it, Hayes. You had that damn book. <laughs> I, I had <laughs> No, the, I just uh, listen I, to people talk about it. Like, look, 90% of what I know about the book is from listening to people talk about it. Because I... Uh, Steve Harvey writing a book? No, that never sounded right to me. Yeah, done to me. I got the um, I got the straight no chaser. I got damn near all of them, to be honest. <laughs> Real shit. Real shit. I ain't about B- to lie. BJ got all books over there. He got every every microphone known to man in storage over there. Like BJ just got everything. Oh, shit. I do. I real shit. <laughs> That's real shit. crazy. But wait, even, like, did up? you learn anything from that book, BJ? Like for real? No. Nah, um. I did. I did. Like, um, like those books taught me about like, you know, male fragility, if anything. Mm, but then true. I got like other books like um, I got one book over here called Man Interrupted. I got another one called Raising Men, Not Boys. Yeah. I got um, I got a lot of different ones that kind of like gave me a, a contrast opinion. Mm-hmm. 
And so, like, it helps me to, like, further the conversations that I'm having now, even on my platform, because it's a lot of stuff that people get confused in these books. Like, you really don't have to tell a person how to date. Like, you just have to date. Like, you shouldn't be, like, instructing people on what Mm -mm. to do on a date. They need to be getting to know you and you need to be getting to know them. Stop trying to structure people's mind frames to like challenge everything another person do or counter everything a person do because you're supposed to be learning this about them well it's why right. are you like that mm-hmm. why do you have this defense mechanism up like stop trying to beat them at their own game and stop know? trying to hold out on the pussy like he ain't gonna give somebody else to <laughs> give it up <laughs> that is a fact i'm glad Avery's the one who said that <laughs> but because <laughs> he's still gonna leave you Oh man. Um <laughs> This shit went this shit went totally off topic. That went that went left. This is you look Avi hey, thought we were doing the other podcast. Like this went left real quick. Um <laughs> But since since we since we since we have a queen uh, amongst two kings on this podcast, uh BJ said something earlier on that I want to kinda bring back up. Um Avery. What yeah. do black men, what do you see from someone who I know you're a huge supporter of black men and what you That's do right. to lift us up is amazing. I want to thank you for that, first of all. Um, but what do you see that we need to be doing better to support our black women? Because I think black women are the most imitated and under supported um, group that, that we have in our culture, to, to be quite honest. That was so beautiful. Say that again. <laughs> black women <laughs> are the most imitated but yet undersupported um thing in our in our whole culture. Aww. I think um what black men need to do is really hold us down. And when I say when I say hold us down, I mean on all facets. Like when somebody coming for us, if you see a woman on the street and another dude is getting out of pocket, like you need to step up. If you see a sister selling a shirt for $50, you need to support her. Like you just, I I just feel like it's just support in all facets, like hold us down in all facets and communicate with us, Mm. communicate with us. And that's that's it. But that's me. That's, that's, that's me. Other women might have a whole list of it, but I just think support us and communicate with us and listen and listen, like listen to us. Don't listen to respond, but listen to us. And I think that, you know, what I personally think, like for me, like this is why I started Soul of a Hustler, because like I want to bridge the gap. And I feel like we don't as as king and queens, we don't listen to each other. We listen to respond and we let society put us against each other. Oh, that nigga ain't shit. Oh, she ain't shit. Oh, yeah. She took me for child support. She ain't this. She ain't that. But there's an underlining reason why things are done. And we just need to talk more, talk more, talk, listen and support. That's it right. for me. It ain't a whole, it ain't, it ain't that complicated. Like y'all men ain't that complicated. It ain't that complicated for us. We just make it complicated amongst each other. And we let people come in and infiltrate and we got to stop that. I feel that. And I, I think like learning people in general isn't complicated. Yeah. If you Mm-mm. pay, if you're paying attention, like you said, listen to understand, don't listen to combat. I think so mm-hmm. much like people look at relationships basically as like a battle and whoever submits first, that's who uh, gets to dominate the relationship. And that that's, that's wrong. But even outside of relationships, um, we just need to learn to communicate more effectively. Yeah. I could think like we, we don't do that as a culture in general. Like we're so nope. closed off and we're so ready to attack and we're so ready to mm-hmm. argue and stand on our points just to stand on them. 
but you don't have to agree with someone to understand where they're coming from. And then I think mm-hmm. people get so caught up in ha- and having to agree, like we need to walk away from this with one of us agreeing with the other one. And, and it doesn't always have to be that way. No, we all don't have to have to agree. And sometimes a majority of the times we be loud and wrong, loud and wrong. That is a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. BJ, you got anything to add to that? Um, if I could say, if I could say anything as far as, um, something that men should do to, um, probably step up and be a little bit more effective and supportive for women. I've noticed in my own personal walk that there are a lot of traumas in some of the spaces that men's emotions come from. Like there's a, a certain trauma that comes from a man's loneliness, a man's pressure. Um, there's a lot of different feelings and different issues that come from those areas. So the best way for a man to be supportive or more forthcoming and righteous in regards to women, you have to first know yourself first. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I didn't really know a lot about myself before I made the attempts to pursue different women. And like, you have to, you have to kind of format a way to prioritize yourself in this life that you live because you're going to always have people that tell you okay you got to be a man you got to provide you got to protect you have to do all of these exterior things in order to be considered a man but you never get to deal with those suppressed emotions and those fears of failing as a man in a relationship and those uncomfortable moments where you have to tell your woman i don't have the money or i don't have the means to do the things that are necessary for the family so like self-inventory is really important because if we date back to some of the information that we got as men as to how we apply our manhood to relationships those things were fragile and somewhat like disruptive to um our livelihoods from the very jump and that's the that's the space that i'm in is just making sure that i'm self-assured and aware of the things that I got going on with me. So like, I'm comfortable in my current relationship to say, babe, I'm fucked up. Don't ask me for nothing this week. And don't, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And don't feel bad about it, you know? And it, and it helps because when you know yourself, you can also sympathize with another person who may not know themselves in the same process. Well, look, we're both dealing with Let's take a let's take a break from this particular part of the relationship and focus on emotional health or let's take a break from having the fun and let's just sit down and talk. Let's go Mm -hmm. places where we can sit and talk, be in the midst of peace and quiet and let me hear you and let her speak and don't interrupt her. Let her get it all out. You know what I'm saying? Like those are the type of things that I think will aid in us possibly being better for each other because there's some women out here that's fucked up and don't know it. And they don't get the opportunity to take inventory of themselves because they're mothers. They're working nine to fives. They don't have a partner to help in this household. They paying all of their own bills. They dealing with discriminations in the workforce. And, you know, they're being sexually shamed. They got all this stuff going on. And you got a person trying to, like, come into your life saying, well, what you going to do for me? Well, first, let me do for myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So self-inventory is definitely important. And I think once we like cater to those issues, we'll probably be more receptive to another person talking about their issues, too, because, you know, like, look, well, I had to do the same thing. I had to get my shit together. So we on the same page, you know, but don't get me on my Steve Harvey shit. 
See, I knew BJ was going to give us the sermon. And nah. I, I just want to say as a woman, like, <clears throat> BJ, I don't want you to ever feel like, I know you know this, and we have our talks all the time too, but I just, I want to say like for the audience, like me, myself, as a, I'm a single woman. And people ask me all the time, like, yo, why you ain't dating? Why you ain't doing this? And I really had to say to myself, like, I had to deal with my traumas. Right. And right. I want to be able to come to the table with what I'm asking for. Like, I want to be able to offer what I'm asking for plus more. Right, and right. be emotionally healthy. And a lot of people don't want to own that. A lot of people, they know they fucked up, but they try to cover it up with other shit. With the, or, with the social yeah. media right, and all right. this other stuff. Oh, this nigga got to be 6'2". Oh, this nigga got to be this. But what I think for some men, what we got to do, we got to stand back and ask them, like, what you offering? How How's your emotional health? What Have you seen a therapist? Where your daddy? Where your mama? How was their marriage? Mm-hmm. Those are so important like, ass questions yeah, to ask. Hell yeah. Those are, like, seriously, I think, and people get offended by it, but you can... And not necessarily they'll go down the same path, but you can at least learn a lot about how someone mm-hmm. views relationships by seeing how what relationship they view between their parents, whether the parents yeah. are together or not, whether they get to where they get along or not. It definitely informs how someone treats relationships. Now, someone could come from their parents being in a fucked up ass marriage and then take that and say, you know what, I'm going to treat the person I, I get with 100 percent right. But you can understand that more when you see or know where mm-hmm. they're coming from. And some people will see a fucked up ass uh marriage growing up in that and then think that's that's how i'm going to be in my marriage because that's what i saw so you got it it's important to know what people's background is and don't be afraid to have that conversation like, hell no hell I no and I, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers i'm hell telling no. hey hell no. i'm broke I'm hell like, no. i need <laughs> haircut money babe what's up that's right I need, that's hey, right i need pedicures manicures i need a lineup i need I need gas in my car. I will ask. I don't give a fuck. Okay. And, I mean, and most to follow up what you no, said, right? <laughs> <laughs> to follow up what you said though, Hayes, like I got adult children, and like I had to tell my children, unlearn every fucking thing I taught you, because all mm. that shit was dysfunctional. Damn, that's, that's real. powerful. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like you got to yeah. be real. You got to be real with yourself. Yeah, I mean, it, it's important to. to be able to step back and realize, hey, I was like, I, I look back at it now between the ages of 16 to about 22. Hayes, this this whole aware and, and being able to talk eloquently and sh- that was not that Hayes was fucked up. And I mean, crazy to the point to where I was I'm the fact that I didn't snap and and kill a couple of people is is a by the grace of god because looking back i was in such a dark place mentally and that was because my parents split like once my dad wasn't in the house listen hayes went completely left completely left i mean i was so crazy at the point i always tell the story and people are surprised by it but my friends used to be like hey hayes i bet you can't beat that dude's ass and i'd go and start a fight just to prove a point (laughs) Wow. It was it was bad. It was bad. Wow. And, and it didn't it, it didn't take until like I started getting getting like I got promoted at work. I was in charge of people and I was like I had my kids. I had got married and I was just stepping back thinking like if my like if you ask my son now, he probably thinks I'm the, the sweetest and nicest father ever in the world. But if he saw me then he'd be like, yo, who the fuck was that? Because I was out there bad and. I'm not saying that I was perfect from that point on, but that's just me admitting like being a womanizer, being hothead, being crazy. Like it, 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 it's, it, it's crazy because like 
I was so, and even now, like I tweeted on too far, not too long ago that it was like the first time in my life at 31 years old that I ever admitted I, I was depressed because I didn't want to. And I was fighting that so bad that I was taking that on every human in front of me. If you weren't family, you could get it because I was pissed the fuck off. That's how it was. So, wow. I got a question and I'm glad you mentioned that as men, why do you feel, I know the answer, but I just, I want to hear it. Why is it hard for men to vocalize they're depressed? And do y'all feel like y'all have the support that us women have? I feel like we got a lot of support. Listen, do we got time? Do I need to, <laughs> I need to get on the couch and lay down? I got nothing but time. Listen, so got- for me, let me speak for me. So why is it hard for me to say I was depressed? I came up in a military family. Like my dad mm-hmm. was the type of dad, if you break your arm, throw some dirt on it. Don't say shit else about it until I'll take you to the doctor next week when I got some time. You deal with the broken arm. So, like, being in that, like, I looked at admitting anything being wrong was a sign of weakness. I mean, to the point to where, like, not just mentally, like, physically, everything. So, being in that, for me, it was like, to say that something was wrong, to say that it was something that I couldn't handle, to me, was basically saying that I was a piece of shit. So I wouldn't, so I wouldn't, and my dad, I don't want to make my dad sound like he, my dad's a great man, but he's just real old school, tough. He grew up on the South side of Chicago. So it was like, look, you don't complain about shit. You do what you have to do. Like, that's my dad's thing. You do what you have to do. You don't say anything about it. So taking that and growing up in that from him drilling that in my head from five, I, I, I took that as meaning, okay, nothing can be wrong with me ever. I can never say anything's wrong with me. I need to just deal with it. And now see, he's old. He's an old man now. Now he, he'll, he'd be the first one to fucking cry about something. But <laughs> it's like, I took that. I took that. And then once he left, once he was out of the house, I really felt like I had to help my mom. My mom was working two jobs. Like, what do I look like complaining when my mom's working two jobs? She leaves before I go to school and I have to stay up and wait till she gets home at 11 to make sure she makes it home safe. What do I look like complaining and putting anything more on her plate? Because I'm the one who has to take stuff off her off her plate to make her life easier. So I didn't feel like I had the right to even have something wrong with me like what do i the woman who's breaking her back for me for me to sit there and say mom i'm depressed about you and dad breaking up to me that would that would have been selfish so i had to learn for a long time it's for me to really be able to help anyone i have to be good and it took a long time to get to there i kind of had the same i had the same upbringing my father was a military man too and um actually rotc was um my father's first um decision for me as a teenager, because I went down that same path, like, you know, expressing myself with anger and violence. And um, I think when it got to a point of me still not having the answers that I needed, because, of course, him and my mother wasn't together. My father was like a womanizer. And then as a grown man, he told me that the reason why he had so many women throughout my life is because he was looking for something that he never felt, which was love. Like he never could identify it. I don't know if it was a point to where it was something in particular that he was looking for, but he just felt like he never could identify it. So anytime it felt like love, he overindulged. So I go from like feeling the same way of like not really feeling like people understand my emotional capacity. Um, I got rages. I have things that I'm still dealing with to this day. I got lust issues. I've you know been taken advantage of by older women and 
all of these different things. And I feel like complaining about it was like you weak. Like, because if you go to the hood and say, oh, this 37 year old woman is checking for me when I'm 18 and she doing this, this and this for me. The average nigga going to say, what you complaining for? She letting you drive her car. She letting you do this. Like, what you complaining for? But I ended up going back into my safe space, which was my age group which was the people that I had shared the same likeness or the same emotional capacities with. And now they send me back into the world, taking advantage of other people. You know what I'm saying? Like you going into the world thinking like, oh, well, if you ain't good, we'll get you somebody that is good so that you will be straight. Like you defending yourself with vulnerable people and right. you're doing all of these different things to kind of cover up some of your fragile areas in your life. And so I had to like really go through some like horrible situations, which I plan on talking about. And, you know, it shaped me into this person to own the shit that I go through, own the shit that I deal with and say, look, man, this is not right. I know it's not right. How can I fix it? I had to go back to folks and apologize. Like, I know that like what I went through or what I've done to you could have possibly affected you in some type of way. And, And thank God some of them said they never even felt that way or took it that way. But, you know, those things where you you have to own your hurts and your pains are difficult because there is no safe space for that. There is no no perfect timing for that. A lot of times when men realize they're going through the thick of their feelings is when the stakes are already too high. You know, mm-hmm. like you got to respond to those situations that you're dealing with in that current moment. You don't have time to say, I want to cry. You don't have time to say, you know, I feel depressed or anything. You got to deal with those stakes that's on the table. So unfortunately for men, I don't think um, it's a space for men to deal with their emotional stability. And we have to we have to educate our brothers to say, like, look, man, no matter what's going on, I don't care if it is, you know, a lot on the table. Take some time off for self. I don't care if you live in the house with your single mother who is struggling. You still need space for mm-hmm. yourself. Because her her defense is only effective if you are okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that that's where the strength of the black woman comes in at. Because um, I think that men, we don't do a good job or historically. I, I think more are coming. We're getting there better now. But we haven't been there for each other. Like, we're just, dude, like, like BJ said, dude, what are you complaining about? Dude, just deal with it. And then when a man gets with a real woman that he trusts, that's been there, that he knows is going to, is going to be there for a while. And he can open up about, we unload all this, all these years of baggage on him. And Mm -hmm. it strains the relationship because it's like, yeah, I got his back, but Lord, he is hitting me now with it. Right. And it's unfair to you guys, but I think, as men, we need to do a better job at being there for each other and not making it feel like, dude, just stop fucking complaining. Like, that's why it's good. It's good to have good people around you that you can really be you around. That yeah. you know is going to give you advice that you know aren't going to just be like, hey, whatever, just deal with it. Or, hey, why are you bitching? Or, hey, you you acting like a girl right now. Like, mm-hmm. we need to do better at supporting each other yeah. because we unload it on our women and then they deal with it the best they can. But then they're exhausted and we can't feed back into them because they're like we're too busy unloading all these years, these decades of trauma and, and it's a form of PTSD really when you think about it we're sitting yeah. there unloading it and and we we can't unload something on you guys and also support you the way that we can so it's mm-hmm. it's all it all goes around and around yeah you I know? agree I agree and I also think us as women 
we need to stop trying to be the, the be all end all. Like when, when that happens, like I get a lot of men that, that do that, but I know my limits. Like I, I can't be a therapist, baby. Like I could go with you. I could hold your hand, but we gonna have to go see somebody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's not to be thrown back in their face or anything like that. But I think we have to say like, I, I can't, I can't save you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I can help you. I can help you and take you to this therapist. And I can even go sit outside the door. But I can't but you, take on this burden. Yeah. You know, the thing that I think is um, part of the issue, too, is like how we say, like, dating back to the earlier days, which they tend to call the good old days. Mm-hmm. Men, men didn't necessarily have a support system back then either. Mm-mm. Like um, when you think about the structure of the home where the man was the breadwinner, the only one possibly working, men have a, a, I guess, an issue still with even admitting that even back then that was hard. Yep. Like because having just enough or having something to supplement was considered a privilege. But imagine what that felt like to be the only income. Everything depends on you. It's four or five kids in the house. It's a wife who can't work. And it's all of these different emotions that she really can't understand because she don't have the same luxury of even having a job or having a way to support you. So as a man, you kind of feel like, well, how can I be mad at her? She don't even have the rights to do what I'm doing. So this is how you end up expressing yourself outwardly and doing something disruptive, like going and starting a whole nother family and all this kind of fuck shit because you don't have a a method of release or a, or a sector in your life where you are understood because the only person that's going through it is you. Right. So th- it's, it's been in balance forever. Yeah. And I think a lot of, a lot of women didn't like it, but I think a great example of what you're talking about, BJ was the movie fences. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Great example. Great example. The strength of a black woman and, and what black men go through. But that was, I mean, I really did feel bad for mm-hmm. Viola because like she was like she was a thug. Like she wasn't playing about like saving the family, but like she the way that she portrayed that really did show the disadvantages of the down ass chick. Like it's mm-hmm. a it's a great disadvantage. And you still gotta just kind of roll with the punches. And the more that we make our women's skin thick the harder it is to penetrate their hearts. Like yeah. if you if you really want them to understand you, support you, love you, care for you, you cannot continue to make their skin tight. Yeah. You know hard. what I'm saying? Their heart hard. is hard. Their it's hard. women's hearts are hard as shit. And this is why we can't we can't re- we can't reconnect or reconcile, you know, like we intend to in this day and age because we done we done fucked them up so much. It's like, mm-hmm. look, bro, I don't need no more of your type, you know, fucking me over. That's and, right. And we just got to we got to be a little bit more patient and understanding to each of our circumstances so that we can better suit and cater to each other. Mm-hmm. What you What's got it? to say, Hayes? What you got to say? I, nah, I agree. I'm just I'm just I'm enjoying I'm enjoying it. Um, this was up. I mean, this wasn't even what we were supposed to be talking about. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but I mean that list. I, I don't. I don't think what we had on that list was was as powerful as how this conversation went. So I mean, oh right, right. So don't don't even worry about it. Don't even sweat that. Um, yeah, yeah. Any anything left? Because no wait, I we got, gotta I got, lighten it up a little bit. We got no, no, no. I mean, we, we yeah, we 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 definitely gonna lighten up because I I do want to talk about 
um, our ventures and what we doing as creatives. And uh, but that that list, we we can throw that away. Don't even worry about okay. that. Um, okay. <laughs> we we may come back to that, but uh, so BJ, I, I last week I announced, and I know we've talked about it on Twitter, you actually being a part of the Breaks Media, uh, but you guys also have something else going on, which is where we're gonna where Avery comes in at um, Gold Gold Mines Media. Talk to me about you guys' vision for that, the Breaks Media, everything. Like, let's just talk about being creative because I feel like we we can have a lot of fun with that conversation because we are yeah. very passionate about what we're creating. Absolutely. Um, well, the idea behind Gold Mines Media initially started to take form as what we thought would be a like media or a podcast group of creatives. But what we ended up finding out is our immediate circle, we all had like multi layers to our creativity where like one person was like a graphic designer and a rapper this other person was a producer, engineer, he draws, he does this, he does that. Um, and we begin to realize that there's so many different creative layers to each person that was around us that we needed to have a support group for those type of people who don't feel like they have an outlet for that particular part of their creativity. It's like a creative dead end. Like you don't really see yourself doing every single thing that you're good at. So what we decided to do was create a media incubator where we just reach out to creators all over the world and say, look, this is what we're into. We like to do these type of things. We like to travel. And if, in fact, we're in your town and there's something that needs to be created, can we use you as the resource and then we return the same favor? We put that out there, um, got some really good feedback, and people are starting to say, well, I'm creating a documentary and how many graphic designers do you know? Oh, I know several. And I can start putting my people in position to, you know, supplement those needs and they can possibly get some money for as a work for hire. Um, like the relationship that I established with you with Breaks Media, um, my co-host of Our Two Cents, Mona Lisa, has always wanted to express herself as a writer but she didn't have many outlets to do so. So when you hit me about the blogger, I immediately put her in touch with you to kind of supplement that need for her. And now she has those outlets. I think that we need to be middlemen for each other as creators. So that's ultimately what Gold Minds Media is set up to do. But we have a lot of different projects also coming with the collective that we do have. It's going to be a lot of events, a lot of visuals. We're definitely going to be more visual this year. So you're going to see a lot of different creative things outside of just the standard podcast or the standard audio form that you know us all for. So that's that was good, much. BJ. That was good. Now that was the, that, I want y'all to know that was the boss talk. That was the boss talk. Let's get to the unruly talk. That's but where like, I come in. Yeah, she she on a whole different. You know, she's technically the boss. Like usually no, Avery, no. usually Avery calls you and she say, BJ, look, and there's like 40 different things in the 20 Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Like, so like, I remember Avery's like, I need your opinion on something. I'm like, all right. I swear the, the messages was like, it was like four pages. And then I'm like, all right, well, first tell me what you need me to do. Cause that, I, I can't do nothing with that. <laughs> but no. I think. I think I understand her more because if you notice, whenever she's passionate about something, all of the letters are capital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All of them are capital. 
So like I if I get a long message of like several pages, but it's certain pieces that's like all capital, that's the focal point. Okay, we're gonna start right there. <laughs> Even though it's at the bottom, start right there, and then we can work our way back up. <laughs> so <laughs> no, seriously, seriously. Like VJ just gave y'all the boss talk. I'm gonna give y'all the unruly talk. Um we are a resource. We're definitely a resource um, because BJ and I and like just our crew, we love to like connect people. You know, we like to touch the people. But I think for me, what like what I'm going to focus on with Gold My Media Network is the indie creatives, the underdogs. And I feel they're overlooked and not given the support that they need. So I want to really connect all of the underdogs and the, the indie real creatives in fashion um, photography, video, just all across the board. And anybody that knows me, like, I'm really unruly. Like, I'm the wild child. I've always been a wild child. So it's like, when you put us all together, we really define the unruly creative. And we're the underdog. People people look at us like the underdog. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's I want to support the underdog. I want to uplift the underdog. And it's just not about like, oh, I'm trying to come up. I'm trying to bring everybody up with me. Everybody gonna come sit at the table at Gold Mine Media Network. We all eating. And that's so, it. That's mm-hmm. it. Well, damn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about the Breaks Media Network because the thing about the Breaks Media that I like is that everybody is in their own space and they're not trying to infiltrate their comrade space like everybody is good at what they do you don't see nobody reaching for like extra attention it's not a david ruffin you know what i'm saying like i like that shit i like Mm -hmm. that you know what i'm saying because you because we come from a dynamic where people were reaching for position which i'm not mad at you know what i'm saying but i always felt like it was a certain it was a certain like pollution in the air when you start to compete with people you stand next to you know what i'm saying like listen you i don't you're uh, gonna have me preach a whole sermon but go ahead and continue <laughs> so like it always bothered me like i always felt like look man we can all win so like if anybody knows bj like bj is the person that sees more in you than you see in yourself so i'm gonna tell you everything like look man this is what you fucking up at but this is what you're powerful at so I realized that like connecting with the Breaks Media, which is already a well-oiled machine, I just get to invest in people and give ideas, share resources, and try to propel people the way that I've always wanted to do in business. I've always felt like I was going to be the guy in the background pushing everybody forward. So it just gives me another outlet to create and to express myself. And I'm already enjoying like the conversations I'm having with a lot of the people that are getting to know me and getting familiar with me. And like already, it seems to be a very fruitful 2019. And it's only February. You know what I'm saying? So it's dope. I got two organizations. I got to get off the ground and we going to win the whole year. We going to eat. Talking about winning. <laughs> Fuck that. When we going to eat, nigga. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to uh hire Avery, but she's making it so difficult for me. But you know, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I'm not making it difficult for you. I'm not making it difficult for you. Listen, when we get together and we, we handle the business we need to handle, 
it's gonna be worth all the trouble. <laughs> I already know. All the trouble. That's, oh, believe all the me, trouble. believe me. That that's 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 why we still cool because of the gray hairs <laughs> that you that you've caused me. Believe me, if it wasn't worth it, it'd be. Ooh, wait, oh man. God! Hey, we gonna fight? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it took it even took us. It took us a minute. Like we, you know, we we technically started Gold Mines Media like three times. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was a different set of people each time. Um, and I think that like we had to like go through the motions with it. Like people didn't really feel like their visions were incorporated or whatever the cases was. So when we finally narrowed it down, it was a moment that I think happened where we started working on her project, the initial show, where she had a uh, hustling kids. And we started working on that and how like how beautifully executed all three of these shows were with just three people. You know what I'm saying? We, of course, knew it was a lot of work and we're going to need more help. But it was just like the energy of just three people and all of the great content, the great video, the great everything that we got from that. We knew then like, okay, we need to lock and hone this in. And so once we said we was going to do it, we came back, we revised and revamped. She then turned it to Soul of a Hustler and it got even greater all over again. So those moments is what helped us to get to the point where we could say, okay, we sprinkle another motherfucker here. Because Deronimo, that's our family. He another crazy motherfucker. <laughs> but he gets the shit done. He gets shit done. And he and it's a certain level of hospitality that he has that no matter what type of level you own with him, he gonna always keep a G with you. And I've respected that. Like, we come to his town. We ain't asking for nothing. It's where what you need, all right. And he another motherfucker, but he crazy. But he get the shit done. And then he bought his crew and his people. And then mm-hmm. I sprinkled my people in. We all get together. We break bread at tables. We pray over food. That type of shit is important when you're doing business. Mm-hmm. And I think, Hayes, like, because I already know you coming to the party in June. Because if you don't, we're going to have a problem. What? <laughs> but what, you, what are you talking about? More information will be coming out. But okay. you're coming. We're going to have a problem. Um... <laughs> I just want to say, like, you know, I know once we get everything together and we all come as a unit, like the game is over and y'all niggas can quote me on this shit. <laughs> That's real. No, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm very passionate. But BJ is the balance for the whole crew. And I, I, I realize that more week after week because I'm like, yeah, BJ, fuck that shit. We're going to fuck them up. Nah, we got to chill. <laughs> we got to chill. We got to chill. <laughs> And, you know, and I feel like and I feel like I understand where that energy comes from, because like we we come from some of the most treacherous places like, you know, us being Midwest, we from Ohio and St. Louis and Detroit and then her being from the East Coast. And, you know, like we have those those values, those street ties to, you know, our integrity. And sometimes it'd be like, man, this motherfucker trying me. You know what I'm saying? But we have to realize that we on platforms where thousands of people are looking to us to be the influence. And it's hard to 
not fuck somebody up sometimes. And sometimes it's really just like, you know, this guy, the energy, you know, like that person on the other side of your, you know, timeline is just, and they fucked up mood and you got to like talk them down. Like, look, what the fuck is your problem? You know, so I've learned that over time, you know, but yeah, definitely it, it gets to a point where we have to balance each other out because I very well have that turn up, you know, in a ratchet side that I don't get to delve into until I get around them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and boy, does it come out. <laughs> I got to see I'd be this, so embarrassed. I got to see I'd be embarrassed, this. bro. Hey, you ain't ready for that. You ain't ready for the date to come out. You ain't ready for that. <laughs> I'd be embarrassed as fuck. Like, did I really do that, bro? And they'd be like, yeah, nigga. And you, you really, and it's really because like the family is just having a ball. Like we just enjoying every moment, and you're not paying attention to how much you drink and how much you know liquor. And everybody is just showing love. And then before you know it, somebody done trip and fail, and <laughs> and you like, damn, like I'm fucked up. And that's really yeah. how it is, you know. Yeah, and that's true. And, and you know, I I don't want to say like we always got to get fucked up to enjoy each other. Like I legit, legit. Have a family in my crew. Yeah, real shit. Yeah, we be, we be at each other's houses, like all mm-hmm. type of shit. You know, this ain't just like, you know, we fly in and we stay in that hotel. It's like the other weekend for Takenya's uh, graduation, niggas stayed at my crib. You know, like I ain't mm-hmm. ain't no hotels. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we, we love each other, you know, so... All that's being said, hey, so you got to be easy. Once you give me the invite, I'm moving in, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you want to cook from scratch? I'm going to eat. I'm going to the babies. Hey, this nigga do be finessing the timeline. Like, yeah, I made an original deep dish. I'll be like, oh, this nigga is definitely on some shit, man. <laughs> Listen, I like to eat. Like, I, I grew up on this thing. If you like to eat, you need to learn how to cook. So, hey. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hey, eating good over there. A nigga make greens. I don't know how to make greens still. It's like, this nigga's doing it over there. (laughs) (laughs) But I got got a question for you, Hayes, though. I got a question for you. Why us? Real shit. Real shit. Really? Do do y'all need... Good question. Okay, first of all... Good fucking question. (laughs) So, all right. So... As as you guys know, I I found BJ through you, Avery, and I remember almost the first time me and you ever had a conversation about BJ. You were like, "If I ever get you two guys together, I need I need to see that." You said something along the lines like, "You need to see that conversation," or you you just love to hear mm-hmm. it. So then I listened to change the subject, and I was like, "Like, because a lot of what BJ does with change the subject, that content kind of." goes over with what I do with the Awakened Soul. So right there, mm-hmm. I already knew that we were like minded. The first time me and BJ had a conversation and rewrapped in the DMs, it was all love. Then when we met in person, that solidified it. Like it was no question. I need to be involved in whatever BJ does. Um, because the brother's just a positive brother, intelligent mm-hmm. as fuck, um, mm-hmm. passionate about what he does, but you can tell that he really cares about people on a level that most people don't genuinely have. Like you gotta you gotta get work to get there. And I remember BJ, and I know BJ's probably like, this nigga is really hyping me up right now. But it was a time where I don't know if I tweeted out that I wasn't okay or something was going on. And BJ texted me or DM me like almost immediately after. I was like, you good, King? That right there? Because there's people who've known me for years that didn't ask that after mm-hmm. I said I was depressed. So right there, I mean, BJ's just a good dude. Um, I appreciate hey, you, bro. I really um, do. Bro, I appreciate you, man. And Ave, like, you know, man. Um, 
the support that you show for black men in a time where it wasn't, it's still not really popular to to ride for black men as as much as you do, makes you stand out. Your energy is freaking amazing. Um, but again, much like BJ, the people you care about, the people you don't give a fuck about, you can really care less if they trip down a flight of steps. But the people you care about, you care about, and that that's that's what's mm-hmm. up. Like, I, you need genuine people like that around you. And I told you one time, too, that I know that if I ever go too far left, and this is before me and you really knew each other, that I could trust you to be like, nah, Hayes, you tripping. And I love oh, having yeah. people around me like that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, yes Lord. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nigga. <laughs> What's going on, nigga? What the fuck is you over there doing, bro? <laughs> hey. Uh-uh. Wow. Hey, yeah, so, I, I've been curious, but no, I'm gonna come to Ohio. Um, we're gonna eat. Oh yeah, we're gonna sit down. We're gonna break bread. That's very important to me. And oh, but BJ, you know, I need you to co-sign on this because I know he thought I was full of shit. I, I said to him, he was like, "Avery, you gotta stop going MIA. You gotta stop canceling Ohio." Did I not say to you like, "You go meet him and you come back and you tell me what you think"? Yeah, yeah. See, when we had the first, mm. we had the first mm. conversation. <laughs> Because it was because I was still in that position of like, I don't really know what I'm getting into because I didn't see a reason why you needed me initially because it was so much shit already popping. I'm like, (laughs) this shit is popping already. So I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? So then um, when we had the conversation, she was like, well, no, it's something it's something that you have to do that you're not used to doing is finding your space. Mm-hmm. And something that's already developed, like you used to leading, but now you have to find your space within it and create a position for yourself. So I'm like, all right, cool. So she like, go ahead and talk to him, see what he hollering about. And then you come back and tell me what's going on. So I'm like, OK, cool. We had the conversation. And I remember <laughs> I remember talking to her and she like he straight up. I'm like, yeah, he straight up. He put everything on the table. All right, wasn't no looking down at the phone shit. No, we was out of eye. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it was a go after that. She like, look, I think it's gonna work for us. I'm like, me too. And ever since, it's like we always have like the two part conversations because people think that when we say Gold Mines Media, like we about to announce like, oh, this podcast is on our shit. We ain't doing mm-hmm. that. Like, mm-hmm. it ain't even about that. Mm-hmm. So like, when we look at what breaks the media has going on, we like, well, these people need to be introduced to the fold. This is the type of reach that we want to have. We want to get certain tiers of podcasters so that we can use other celebrity, not even celebrity, but like A and B list to propel the ones that's on the indie level so that we use their attention to draw mm-hmm. to what we doing. We started strategizing for the breaks. So like, it's never been like, Oh, I don't know about old boy. It was always like, all right, are you seeing the same thing that I see in him? And now that we touch and agree, it's a lot easier to move. Now I'm waiting for my apology. <laughs> I ain't hear you. I ain't hear you, Hayes. What you say? <laughs> you still always cancel, man. I ain't trying to hear it. <laughs> oh man, that's what's up. This was good. This was really, really good. I'm yeah. glad we changed the subject because uh, uh, hey, hey, let's uh, hey. plug. Hey, um, because I don't want to talk about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Hey, hey, there you uh, go. Uh, 
we didn't even we didn't introduce ourselves. We just start literally Wait, started talking. Wait. So, uh, <laughs> so before we go, go ahead and tell everyone where they can follow you. I know they probably already do, but tell them. Ave, ladies first. Ladies first. Ladies first. Um, you can follow me only on Twitter because that's the only place I be. People talk daily. Follow me. Bye. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right, bro. What you got? <laughs> This crazy motherfucker. Um, I am uh, BJ, um, known to the public as Dergo BJ. You can follow me on social media at Dergo BJ. I do not have a Dergo BJ Twitter page. No, I do not have a Dergo BJ Instagram page at the moment. My show page changed the subject. Can be found at the subject change pretty much. Um, anything you need to know about me is on those two pages, the Dergo BJ Twitter and the subject change on Instagram and my show information is on either of those two pages. So just follow those two. You can get connected. Yeah, so professional. <clears throat> that's what's up. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. We'll see you lovely and beautiful people next week. I, by the way, I'm going to put you guys on the spot right now. We need to do this once a month. I know BJ's down. It's just it's just nailing down. <laughs> See, I knew you had something up your damn sleeve. I knew you had something up your damn sleeve. I'm always working. I'm always working. Yo, ass, Abe. <laughs> BJ, I'm a bitch. I'm a fucking ass. When I see and, and see, this, 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 this is, BJ, get this. This is how we keep Abe uh, engaged, too. So we do this oh, once a month, but Abe, you can pick the subjects. Oh, you no, don't want that. that. I'm with no, that. I'm with that. Let's get it. Yeah, I don't want yes, that. Yes, we do. Yes, mm-hmm. we do. Yes, we do. Hell no. Hell no. Yes, we, we all be fighting. Um... <laughs> <laughs> once a month is cool once a month is cool yeah, sign once me a month up it's cool cool the end sign of the month the beginning of the month or like have you thought about that let's do end of the month let's do the last week every uh every month that's what we'll do i know this one isn't dropping on the last week but that's what we'll do starting in march okay. so i challenge y'all i challenge right. y'all we're right. gonna be here we're gonna be here so you, you you getting in your bag now. <laughs> Relax. Hey. We're in February, right? Yeah. Right, right. So seven is my favorite number, right? right? So by the seventh one, we gotta do that one live. I'm down. I'm All down. Right. I'm down. All right. All right. Hey, he's yeah. cooking. He cooking. <laughs> I bet. I you got you. See, you see how I just invited right. him to I'm his right. house and right. shit? We, we, yeah. we gonna eat. We gonna eat. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's how you become family. You got to barge in on that. (laughs) And the kids got to be home. (laughs) Oh, well, I I hope you ready for that. Your kids is going to be the funnest kids. I already know it. They going to be the funnest. I already know. I already Mm -hmm. know. They probably charming as fuck. They probably sweet talkers. Uh Yeah, yeah. um, Yeah. I'm working. I'm going to get, if I get this camera that I want, uh, they've been wanting to do a YouTube page. So I told them, if I get this camera I want, I'm going to let them do, like, because we always go see the family movies and the animated movies, and I'll let them do reviews, and I'll record video and post it to the YouTube page. So they're super excited about that. Oh, oh wait a minute. Before we go, when are you going to give us more information about um, the, May? May. About what? Yeah. For the uh, Love, uh, oh. Lust, and Badass Soul live show. May 4th. I can't wait to meet, 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 meet the Miss Queen now. <laughs> talk that May- nasty talk. <laughs> 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 May 4th, DC. Uh looks it may be Bus Boys and Poets. Um still not trying to nail down the venue. All right, because I ain't never been to DC yet, so I gotta I gotta pull up. 
Yeah, everybody's planning to be there. Uh, of course, uh, Tanisha lives there. Uh, VJ's Shout out gonna to be Yeah, Shug. VJ's going to be there. Um, Sugar baby. Let's I'm trying to make close. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody's going to be there. My people going to be there. Jackson from Sex with Strangers is going to be there. Um, almost everyone from like Breaks Media is planning on being there too. So it's going to be it's going to oh, yeah. be a nice turnout. Oh, good. Well, I want to do something. Can I talk about it now, or we got to talk about it off air? Well, I mean, if you want it on air, that's up to you. No, I'm asking your permission. It's your platform. Listen. <laughs> Do you? I want I want us to throw um like if your date is solid, I want us to like sponsor the happy hour or like like some type of kickback after. Like just on the strength of y'all live show. I prefer yeah. the happy hour so we all nice and right before. <laughs> I'm down for whatever, oh, don't matter. Hey, hey, that sounds good to me. Yeah. That's that, Let's okay. do it. Okay. Let's do okay. it. Okay. Right. Oh, that's it. good. <laughs> hey, he don't know what he just signed up for, BJ. He don't know. But he gotta learn. <laughs> he gotta learn. If you don't leave from that feeling something, if you don't leave from that a little inspired, a little excited, shaking your head, laughing, crying, you should have got a little bit of everything from that discussion topic. You guys already know you can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can also follow the podcast at Awaken Soul Pod or at The Awaken Soul Pod. You can also text us, send us a voicemail, 614-547-2039. We're going to go ahead and get ready to send you guys out. On the other side of that, uh, that outro music, we still got to feed you so you get the soul food from the one and only Queen Poison. I may have her Easter egg after that, so stay tuned. Video stunting on niggas with the phone and all that. Hey, you're a little cute. You're a little cute. I never thought I would say that. You got nice teeth. Damn, nigga. The shade. <laughs> what the hell is happening here? <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> He's saying some disrespectful shit. Right? <laughs> 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 disrespectful. You got a nice smile. Oh man. So how y'all doing on this Friday? I'm sorry I'm late. You late as hell, but I'm late too though, so it ain't no big issue. That's what I'm saying. Get gang. Look at that. <laughs> y'all crazy, man. The unruly ain't never on time. Hell no. That's no, sure I'm what I'm ti- what I'm titling this episode too, so. Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn. But that's okay. That's okay. So, yeah. so I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. Hello, beautiful ones. This is Queen Poison back with you again for another wonderful week. Let me start off by telling you that you are wonderful. You are awesome. You are worthy. You are capable of love. You are worthy of giving love. You are worthy of praise. You will accomplish great and wonderful things. You are smart. You are important. You are an asset and not a liability. Check off those jitters and get ready to kick ass this week.
If no one tells you they loved you today, let me be the first one to tell you that I do. I love you and I appreciate you being here with me for a whole nother week. Now, some things that were on my mind this week, I have to bring back a childhood saying that we've all learned to know, love and sometimes disagree with. But the saying is keep your hands, feet and all other objects to yourself. I cannot emphasize it enough. Let me repeat it one more time in case you didn't catch it. Keep your hands, feet, and all other objects to yourself. With this day and age, it's far too many violent crimes occurring, both domestic, non-domestic, at random. It's one thing to defend yourself, but ladies and gentlemen, let's keep our hands and feet and what all other objects to ourselves. That means no throwing, no spitting. Keep keep everything to yourself. No showing of the genitals unless it's warranted and it's consensual. None of that. We're going to cut all of that out. It's a whole new year. It's a whole new day. We're we about to be on month three of the new year. We're not doing all that this year. Ladies, if you get into an altercation, whether it be with same sex or opposite gender, especially a man, do not put your hands on him. Because if he swings back, that well could be self-defense. We're not going to go there. We're going we're gonna to leave it as is. Gentlemen, please do not grab ladies. I understand you might see a young lady who walks by, looks attractive to you. You might want to, you know, shoot your shot. But you can speak to her and get her attention without having to touch her. If she's not showing interest, let it be. Let it go. It is what it is. Do not grab her. I had an incident like that this week. Where I almost swung on someone because he grabbed my arm. But he could have just simply waved a hand, made himself visible to speak. You can speak without having to grab somebody. It's a crazy time. I just want all our people just to be safe. So with that being said, I hope you wonderful people have an amazing week. I hope you kick ass. Because ultimately, I want you to be a better version of you. And don't forget to take care of yourself.